Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Striped. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord, for the great blessing we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, tonight, my short Bible lesson is on your mystery path. Your mystery path. So, my message has uh, just a few points. Point number one is the destiny. Point number two, the example. Point number three, the princess. Point number four, the world. Point number five, the will. Point number six, the focus. Point number seven, the glass. Point number eight, the face. Point number nine, the veil. And point number ten, the time. Did you get it? Now, you see, I'm giving you the points in advance. So I don't know why you would even complain. Point number one is your destiny. Or if you like, my destiny. Point number two my example. Point number three, the princess. Point number four, the world. Point number five, the will. Point number six, the focus. Have you got the points? Very easy. The focus, point number seven, the glass, 
like a drinking glass. Point number eight, the face. Point number nine, the veil. And point number ten, the time. Beautiful. I believe we can close now. (laughs) These ten points lead you to the mystery path of your life. And this mysterious path has one characteristic that is key for your life. And so, that is why I have decided to speak about it today because that is your destiny. Amen. Number one, the, number one is what? My destiny. Proverbs 4.18 The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more until the perfect day. The path of the just is like the shining light, which does what? Shines more and more until the perfect day. Now, let's read it from the Bible in basic English. The way of the upright is the, like the light of early morning, getting brighter and brighter till the full day. Let's read it from the NIV. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter. So, your destiny is to be ever brighter. Your life is turning brighter and brighter and brighter. Your future, you are ordained for continuous increase. Not ups and downs and not decrease. So, if you are the upright, and you are following God's plan and mysterious path for your life, you will find yourself on a path that is shining ever brighter until the full light of day. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Let's read it from the Message Bible. The ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. 
The longer they live, the brighter they shine. So, you are ordained for brighter and brighter destinies of your life. Yes. Anything that tries to change your destiny from going up is not ordained by God. So today marks the alignment of your life to an ever increasing and ever brighter destiny in Jesus name. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Amen. Let's read it from the Living Bible, the NLT. It says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. So, you see that the full light of day, right, we even feel hot. You see, we even feel hot. But in the beginning, it's dark. Then there's just a little light. But it gets brighter and brighter. And the last point is the time of full brightness. So you are ordained for an ever-increasing destiny. And that is the mystery path of your life. Amen. Are you happy about that? Now, Isaiah. Now, we, we now move to the example. The example. So, the destiny is to get greater and brighter more relevant endlessly this will be your story number two the example the points are there the example of this mysterious path of your life is found in Jesus who is the person after whom you are patterning your life In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. The government shall be on his shoulder. Thank God for that. I want to introduce you to a new English word just because I saw the word government. Can you check your dictionary? Mr. Dictionary Man, check tin pot. Tin pot. Tea like chintzy, tin pot. Tin. Yes. Put up the definition of tin pot. When I saw the government shall be on his shoulder, I just feel like Checking, doing some English, English lesson. 
tin pot. Please. Yes, I'm waiting for the definition of tin pot. T-I-N pot. Yeah. Tin pot, what does it mean? Inferior, especially of a country's leadership. Tin pot. Please bring more dictionaries. I need more, as many dictionaries as possible. It's a wawuzi. Oxford? Any other dictionary? Look, have we got intelligent guys up there? You're wasting the time of the, of the, of the service. Anybody? Having or showing poor leadership. Having or showing poor leadership. Or organization. Or organization. Tin pot. It's an English word. Pardon? Sorry? Insignificant, insignificant people. Significant people? Okay, I need more dictionaries. Tin pot. Huh? Inferior poultry shoddy. Just says inferior poultry or shoddy. It's an adjective. It's to describe something. Inferior poultry shoddy. But I got dictionaries in my... You want me to okay, read my dictionaries? Yeah. Amazing. Tin pot. It's usually used to describe a leader or a a country's leadership or government or a dictator. Amazing. I'll read mine. You can use tin pots to describe a leader, country, or government that you consider to be unimportant or inferior to most others. Tin pot, British, inferior, cheap, worthless, paltry, unimportant. And uh, it goes on. Miserable, second rate, second class, paltry. Mainly British, disapproval, a tin pot dictator. Anyway, back to our Bible lesson. It's just English. I mean, it's just, and it's a word I learned this week. Woozy Wawa. <laughs> when you don't know what to say, you just have to say a word, create a word. <laughs> Verse 7. Look at your destiny. Isaiah 9 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. You see, you are ordained for endless increase and endless improvements until the full day. Proverbs 4 18. The path of a righteous is mysterious, but it's ordained for continual improvement. 
So your life is going to improve the, throughout the rest of this year and the whole of next year, your life is going to be improving. Yes. This is, this is the mysterious destiny for people that are on God's agenda. The path. So whatever the case, that's going to be your story. The path of the righteous man is increasing and is improving. Things are getting better. You are ordained to be better. Receive better. Walk in better. Believe in improvements. Something better. I am a pastor and I've been a pastor for some time. But I, I do not plan to be as good as I was last year. I'm planning to be an improved, brighter version. Not as I'm planning. This is my destiny. And that is your destiny. Amen. Amen. Is it a good plan? How many want to walk in your destiny of continual improvement in the name of Jesus? Yes. That is what God has ordained for you. And the example is no other than Jesus. It is of the increase. On the increase of his government and of peace, there shall be no end. Like it will, the increase will not ever end. All right? Now, walking with God, walking with God is a sure confirmation that you are ordained for continual increase. Because when you walk with God, you are on the path of the just. Proverbs 4.18. Put Proverbs 4.18 back. It says, the path of the just it's as the shining light that shines more and more. So your shining is going to be more than last year's shining. Hallelujah. Now, number three, the princes. The princes. Demonic things are reducing Diminishing, finishing, and coming to naught. Yes. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes. Of this world that come to naught. Change the version. That come to naught. Yeah. When I am among the mature, right, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to. To what? To this world. Amen. Right? 
who are soon forgotten. Amen. Now, the, the demonic powers of this world are diminishing in their power and the princes of this world plus the rulers that rule them are reducing. Yes. If you take the, the Bible in basic English. But we still have wisdom for those who are complete in knowledge, though not the form of this world's wisdom. But a lot of the rulers, but of the wisdom, but not of the rulers of this world who are coming to nothing. Coming to what? Nothing. nothing. So demonic things, princes of this world, and the powers of this world are coming to nothing. Yeah. Whereas the increase of a person who is on the path of the just is increasing, but the princes are decreasing. So once you follow demonic things, you can only expect your life to be going down. It's coming to nothing. But if you are following the path of the just, you'll be going continuously improving and continue. Of the increase, there shall be no end. Yes. So, demonic things, princes of this world, are diminishing. God has, God is forcing the powers of darkness to diminish. Even governments are actually losing control. Yes. You will notice that governments are not as powerful as they used to be. The government is not very so powerful. As it is powerful, but it is it doesn't have so much power. Exactly two years from now, this government will be facing dismissal or reappointment, which alone weakens it. Yes. Everybody who is in government, two years we are in September, we are in October, we'll be left with six weeks. Eight weeks to elections, exactly two years from now, they'll be looking at you just, you'll be driving a normal Toyota like everybody else. <laughs> it's coming to nothing. They join the traffic. And they buy plantain on the roadside like everybody else. Wazuza. Let's read it from the Message Bible. (laughs) We, of course, have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom. The fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. It will be out of date in a year or so. (laughs) You see, it's not popular wisdom, the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts. That will be out of date in a year or so. So all the wisdom of the world 
which is being used to create the so-called economic conditions of the world today, right? And all the things that are seeming seem important, high-sounding things, right? We'll be out of date in a year or so, according to the Bible. And it's getting less, but the mysterious path of the righteous is shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Just look at Jesus Christ. When the Roman Empire was at its peak, before even its peak, you know, it was such a great thing. You know, they are the ones who came up with the Senate, the word Senate. Do you see? And the democracy and they had a, a person called Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnatus. After whom Cincinnati and those words in America all used because of the democracy and the things they introduced. They're all Roman things. All the things you see, the democratic things and whatever. It was a very powerful and interesting form of leadership. You get it? And they started with, you know, the Senate will approve and all that. And um, a lot of politics, voting, senators who decided everything. So Julius Caesar, you know, he was in between the powerful people and, and became, they had what they call a consul who was the head of the Senate. So he became, but there were three of them who were in power. Crassus, Pompey, and Caesar, Julius Caesar. Yes. Crassus had money. Pompey was a powerful. You've heard of Spartacus? The gladiator. It's Pompey who fought Spartacus. Yes. And defeated Spartacus. Spartacus released all the gladiators and the slaves. And they fought the Roman Empire. It was Pompey who fought him. And he killed them. And he lined up for 60 kilometers. Every 100 meters, he crucified one of the um, gladiators. Yes. The people who fought. Very wicked person. Pompey. But Crassus was also a powerful man, but he had money. Pompey was powerful them, and Julius Caesar was in between them. So the three of them were called what they call the triumvirate, three people who were in power. But one day they told Julius Caesar, we don't need you anymore. You are, not, you are nothing. So Julius Caesar realized that look, he has to have his own power. So then he decided to go and fight a war, because that's the way you get power. You fight and you get lands and you conquer territories. And when you do that, you become a powerful person. So he decided to go out and conquer. And a place they hadn't conquered before was France, which was called Gaul. In those days, it was called Gaul. If you remember the story, Asterix and Gaul. The, yeah, if you read Asterix. I don't know if you've read Asterix before. <laughs> you know, when you have children, eh, some of you are going to be having children, you must let your children read certain books. Because it, it, it really, you, you, your English is affected. You know, a lot of people don't, have not read books 
you know, in your childhood. You don't know any blight. You don't know Famous Five, Adventurous Four, Seven, Secret Seven, Mallory Towers, Adventurous Four, Sea of Adventure, River of Adventure, Ship of Adventure. You don't know all this. Mystery of this, mystery of that, mystery of that. You've not read it. And your children will be inferior as, as you are because you went to this inferior educational system. They'll be just like you. You know, you know one day a teacher was talking to the class and he said, birds of the same feather. Then the whole class shouted, fly together. You know, it's not fly together. It's birds of the same feather flock together, not fly together. But all the children shouted, fly together. You see, it's, it's a bit... The teacher taught them that. (laughs) Birds of the same feather flock together, not fly together. (laughs) Birds of the same feather confuse the owner. (laughs) Anyway. I was telling you something. So Julius Caesar, yeah, so he went and he conquered France. If you read my book, uh, The Good General, you say there's a chapter called Fight by Building. That's Julius Caesar. When he went to fight with the uh, Gauls, the Fr- France, French people. When you go to France, you Paris, yeah. I, look, I see you walking through the city of Paris in the name of Jesus. Paris is a place you must go to, yes, in your lifetime. (laughs) Sit down, receive it in Jesus' name. Okay. There are enough things there to see. Uh, they 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 have a place for all these things in history. So you see that Julius Caesar, when he conquered uh, Gaul, he built walls around them. And killed them inside the walls. Very, very wicked. They had something called decimation. You know decimal, decimal point. Ten. One, two, three, four. So they aligned the soldiers. If you are number ten, you are killed. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Decimate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, nine, twenty. You. Twenty. One, twenty, two, twenty, four, six, seven, thirty. You. Come, come. Decimation. It's called decimation. You take the tenth person out. And they, they nailed the head. Anyway, listen, I'm just explaining that it was powerful. So when Julius Caesar managed to uh, win Saul, then he decided to come back to Rome as a conqueror. And Pompey and Crassus were there in Rome. So as he was coming, they had a rule that when you get to a particular river called the Rubicon River, you must leave your troops. They don't come to Rome with soldiers. Because it's not a military institution. It's, it's, a, it's a civilized city that's ruling the world. Don't bring soldiers there. But Julius Caesar got to the Rubicon River and he crossed with all his soldiers. He said, I'm coming to Rome. You said I'm not important. Yes. So when he came and he was approaching Rome, they all ran away. Pompey ran away. Crassus ran away. They, yes, they all dashed because Julius Caesar was coming. So Julius Caesar entered. And uh, yeah, 
and he chased Pompey and all these guys out, went to chase them, to fight with them at where they were. All kinds of things. Crossed to Egypt. When he crossed to Egypt, Pompey ran to Egypt. It's just nearby from Rome to Egypt. It's just nearby. He crossed to Egypt. When he got there, they caught Pompey. Uh, Cleopatra and people, they caught Pompey and they cut off his head and put it on a plate and presented it to Julius Caesar that this is the head of the man you are looking for. Yes. And so on and so forth. Long story. So, what I'm saying, it was a very... So, he came back to Rome and became the head of the Senate. Very, very powerful. But they didn't like him at a point. And that is then they all conspired said, this man, we have to finish with him. Except Mark Antony. Mark Antony was his very faithful. He left Mark Antony there to look after Rome and when he would chase Pompey. So when he came back, Mark Antony was just blowing girls, having a great time then. He wasn't looking after them. There were so much problems there. He was in Egypt when he heard all the bad news about Rome. So he came back. So he came and brought a lot of laws and new things in Rome. But then they planned against him and assassinated him in the Senate. Yes. Everybody stabbed him. We must all stab him. So when they did it, then um, Mark Antony was in charge. Um, yes, they didn't kill Mark Antony. They went to fight all the people, a lot of confusion. And in the end, they thought that Julius Caesar would give everything to Mark Antony to be who was his right hand man. But Mark, Julius Caesar had written a will. And in his will, he said that he has a nephew be who is somewhere far away in that. When he dies, his name and his money should be given to that guy. So, Mark Antony was shocked. And this guy was called Octavian Caesar. Okay? Augusta Caesar. So, he was called that. You have inherited the whole of Julius Caesar's. What do you call it? So, he came on a small boat and came quietly to Rome. And he came and said, I'm the one who has inherited. So, he was there with Mark That's why it's important to write wills. And change the course of things if you don't write a will. So when he came there and he met Mark Antony, they struggled for some time at a point, fought a bit and so on. Then eventually this Augusta Caesar was installed as the Caesar. And he was the one reigning when Jesus was born. He's the one who said they should name. He reigned long, 40 years. And had made peace and built all the roads. Pax Romana, peace of Rome. And the road to Rome, the Roman roads, which some still exist today. The bell roads roads to everywhere. Yes. All roads lead to Rome. Yeah. So he was the one who was there when Jesus. He had organized registration of everybody. That's why Mary was going to register in Bethlehem in her hometown. Do you understand? Yes. And the month of July was named after Julius Caesar. And the month of August was named after Augusta. Yes. Zuza. Waziwa. It was Julius Caesar who ordered the months and arranged everything. Should be named like this. So, in the end, it was so powerful. And this was just right at the beginning. The empire lasted for about 700 years. Yes. 700 years. So powerful. But what does the Bible say? It says, 
we have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you. Once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom. It's not the fashionable wisdom of high-priced experts that will be out of date in a year or so. So all these powers reduce and diminish as the years go by. But Proverbs 4.18 says that the path of the just, of the upright, of the righteous shines more and more and more. You are ordained for continual increase in your life. So demonic things are ordained for decrease. Now, Jesus Christ came. This same Roman soul, they were the ones, you see, when we say it was the whole world, it included the Middle East. They, they controlled Syria, Jerusalem, everywhere. Any, you see, if you look at the map, do you have a map there, Mr. Man? You put Egypt, just Africa at the top, and then Rome, it's, it's a round circle like that. You see the water. They own everything in that circle there. That was Rome, the Roman Empire. From the east, Turkey, all the way this way to Europe and Egypt, down, up, Italy, France, Germany, Hungary, everywhere. Amazing. And Jesus came and said, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not be filled. Ha! Who are you? Stupid man. Fool. This man's causing trouble in our empire. Ah, he said what? He's cause he said he would he's he's God is what Ah this fly King of the Jews says the king of the Jews we're talking of an empire Now when you go to Israel eh, you'll be there You see places that are mentioned are named Caesarea it's after Caesar Caesarea. You see in the Bible, Caesarea. Yeah. <laughs> Caesarea. Different Caesars. And they were named, this town is named Caesarea. Yeah. Roman Empire. Shall I show you on, on the map here? Yeah. But, no, this is not a good map. You can't see. So somebody's coloring. What do you call it? This is Egypt. This is the Nile. This is Egypt. And this is Italy here. This room. So all you have to do is you just come here and then you sail and you come to Egypt. So that's the east. That's a what do you call Middle East. So this Roman, they control everywhere. This is England. This is France. Spain. England. Everywhere. All is room. The whole world. The known world. Beautiful. Very powerful. So you're Jesus. You say you are, you are the king of the... Ha! Now thank God for Catholics. Catholics, they'll never stop saying, crucified under Pontius Pilate. It's like the man who was the one who was there, the Roman governor. Do you understand? Who supervised the killing? Yes. Can't wash your hands, Mr. Pilate man. Yeah, you can't get away from it. 
You are the one who organized this killing. And we will never delete it. It is mentioned year after year, day after day, crucified under Pontius Pilate. Suffered. Hmm. Is it beautiful? Yeah. Today, where is the Roman Empire? But the church of Jesus Christ eh, is getting stronger and bigger and mightier and more powerful. Yes. And where is the Roman Empire? There is nothing left. The whole of the Roman Empire is gone. 2,000 years have gone by. The Roman Empire has disappeared. You go to Rome, you just see relics of the Roman Empire. One of the things you see is the Circus Maximus. It was like a stadium. Very huge. And they organized games. When they wanted to make the people happy, they organized games. You know, one time they had, and the whole of Rome comes to what? The games are killing of people. And they had so many games. At the point, they, they had as many as 100 and about, how many days do we have in a, in a year? 100, about 170 games in a year. That's the whole day. So instead of working, they came to playing. Just playing and fooling. Blowing time, killing people, bring horses, lions, different animals from all over the world that they caught to kill and fight with people. And they watched and just were so happy. That they could have as many as 170 games per year at the peak of their games. Yes. Like the, and the whole of Rome stops everything. They all come and watch it. And they had a crazy uh, Caesar called Commodus. Actually, from him, the Roman Empire began to decline. He said he was also going to be a gladiator. He's going to fight. So he took a sword and trained and went to be a gladiator. But what happened was that he, he made the guys do something to the swords of the other gladiators. So the, the, their swords were blunt. So they, he was fighting with a sharp. Then they were fighting with like a stick. But they, they didn't know that it had been blunted. So they gave it. So he fought. He fought. But he never lost. Is it amazing? But you see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 that the princes of this world, they are coming to nothing in a year or so. And it's true. Governments are not in control. And they are getting weaker. But the church getting stronger. Brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. Receive your destiny in Jesus' name. Number four. The world. Worldly things are also finishing. Reducing. And often coming to nothing in a day. Revelations 18 verse 15. It says. The merchants of those things. Which were made rich by her shall send stand afar off the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Verse 16. Saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, decked with gold. Maybe this was even a prophecy of the Roman Empire. Decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour, So great riches is come to naught in one hour. 
These things are examples. And all the company in ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood afar off. Verse 18. And cried when they saw the smoke of her burning. So, point number four is saying that the world, the world is also coming to naught. Great cities becoming nothing. Now, maybe you don't even know. When we talk of the British Empire, the British Empire, the British Empire included Ghana, it included Nigeria, it included Sierra Leone, it included South Africa, it included Zimbabwe, it included Kenya, it included Zimbabwe, it included Zambia, it included the whole of India, it included Australia, it included Canada, it included America. It included America. So, the British Empire was even more powerful than the Roman Empire. And in 1945, they were the governors of Israel. Yes, when the World War was ending. And the Israelis said, give us a place. Give us a place. They are something they call the Balfour Declaration. Give us our place. We need a place. So we can also have, we have been slaughtered in this war. And the British, instead of doing that, according to an agreement they had made, the Balfour Declaration, they had agreed, they just, they just said, withdraw troops from there and leave them. So they left the Israelis at the hands of the Palestinians and whoever was there. So then they started to fight. So they turned their backs on Israel. And the Prince Prophet I said that when they did that, that was the end of the British Empire. That's 1945. From 1950, whatever, all the nations that were under the British Empire said, we don't want to be under you again. Starting from India, Kenya. Kenya was st- started first. That's when, we he- when you hear the uh, Mau-, Mau Mau tribes and all those things. They were all fighting from Kenya. Everywhere said, so we don't want you. And Ghana was the first in Africa. Yeah. That won it. Yeah, and everybody by the 1960, whatever, said, hey. So the British Empire was the whole world. My, my father-in-law went to fight in the war. He went to Burma. The soldiers. That's what Churchill was saying when he was fighting uh, Hitler. He said, look, if even we are contained, our empire will come together. Our resources from around the world will rally together and will fight this man. That's including Ghana. Malaysia, Singapore, everywhere was British Empire. Sri Lanka was called Ceylon, where they get tea. India, they got other things. Ceylon, they get tea. India, they get what? Spices. We have different places. This country, we get this. This country, we learned it in uh, gold. We get Ghana. South Africa, we get what? Gold. Yes. And diamonds. Caribbean, we get what? Sugarcane. To make sugar. Tobacco. It was a big empire. Within a few years. Look at what the Bible says. Ah, have you brought British Empire? Put it there. That's the British Empire. Is it the one in red? No, but Ghana is not there. We were, we are, we are in it. Massive. The whole world. Yes. Brazilian empire. Different empire. Yeah. The whole of this, the whole of India, all those places, Australia, Singapore, Malaysia, they all speak English. <laughs> they all speak English. That's why they speak English, because they were part of the empire. They had, we used to have a holiday in Ghana called Empire Day. 
Empire Day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now we have. Wizi Wawa. Wazua, Wazua. Farmers Day and so other farmers. It's a wazoo. Yeah. So the world is finishing. Yeah. Proud nations like Zimbabwe. Ah, there was Zimbabwe was I hear it was even portioned than South Africa. One Zimbabwean told me he said we were very proud. Yes, we were very proud. That's turned into a country without even money. Yes. So, a lot of powerful nations. South Africa, very, they, they call us Africans. South Africans call us Africans. Northerners. Recently, they've, they, they, they've removed visas. We don't, Ghanaians don't need visas to come there. They've made us like British and other nations who don't need visas now, Ghanaians, it's like, oh, we need more people to be coming. We need people to be coming. Hmm? Yes. Practically. Oh, no, no, don't come, don't come, don't come here. Come and spoil our country. Now, so come. Come. Hmm? A country where they can kill you at the airport. Meet you there as you are going to slaughter you at the airport. <laughs> come, come, come. Zawaza. <laughs> so, everything. And one day you see that America will become small like this. Yes, you can't even, even imagine it. That's how it was. If you were in the British Empire, the Roman Empire, everything, you can't imagine that. It's this very great thing can become nothing. Yes. If you go to Johannesburg now, you see they have these places with high skyscrapers. No, nobody stays there. They, it used to be the business district. That's where the high rises, like the center of a city. They're afraid to go. It's occupied. <laughs> you can't go. Miranda, is it not true? Huh? It's true, Hebrew. Hillbro. What was there before? It was very nice, clean. Um, Skyscrapers? They're still there, but they are... Occupied by who? Occupied by who? By mostly Nigerians, Ghanaians. <laughs> Ghanaians? <laughs> Thank you. I stayed there, so... Uh, you stayed there? I stayed in Jobek for three years. Yeah. You can't Full of, eh? South Africans were afraid of the place. South Africans are afraid of the place, wow. So, it used to be like if you buy one skyscraper, it's like, wow, a millionaire, I own it. But now, you say Ghanaians and Nigerians are there. So, we are there. <laughs> Zagaza. <laughs> so, the world, <laughs> the world is ordained for continuous decrease and surprise decreases. 
Yes. Yes. That's the world. Yes. So point number one is the destiny. Point number two is the example, which is Jesus always increasing. Point number three, the princes of this world, they are coming to nothing. Point number four, the world is finishing. There is nothing in this world. Accra. Places that were posh. Today. Look. We had a part of Accra called British Accra. You know, we have place in Ghana called European Town. Where is that? Where is European Town? Secondi. Secondi. European Town. European Town. In, in Ghana, it's full of fishermen. Jamestown, named after King James. Of England. King James of England. There's a place called what? London. London. London Market. London Markets. There's a place called London Market. London Market. Cobblestones. Schools. Christian Borg Castle. We have schools. People, my father went to school in Jamestown. High level schools. What was it? What was it called? Yes, Jamestown. This is where you go to school in Jamestown. British Accra, Kimbu. I think the president went to school there. Yes. These are high level places. You see, recently somebody came and told me they are selling a building at Jamestown. If we would like it for our church. I went and said, I said, Lord, please. Thank you very much. Jamestown. Ah. We should come and quarrel with some people over their house. I said, no, no, no. He said, Zawa. <laughs> it was so great. It was so great. Adabraka was a major place. That is why that Catholic cathedral is there, Adabraka. That was the posh place. Yes, high street, Adabraka, and so on. Oxford, you know, even Oxford Street is modern. East Legon. Mention places. Look, look it. Zigzag. <laughs> Now, number five, the will. We are finishing. The will. How can you secure your destiny of ever increasing brightness? Ask your neighbor, how can I secure my destiny of ever increasing brightness? Ever increasing relevance. Huh? How can that be possible? I'm going to show you the secrets. Hallelujah. How many want to know the secret of that? First John chapter 2. The will. I'm on point number 5. The will. First John chapter 2 verse 17. The world passeth away. Ha. Huh. Wow. You see now. The world does what? Passeth away. And the last 
thereof. The world is finishing. But, but he that doeth the will of God is always relevant. He abides forever. He abides forever. He abides. He remains forever relevant. Yes. He abideth forever. He's always relevant. He's always important. He that doeth the will of God. Ever increasing relevance, maintaining an, a certain level of importance and brightness depends on doing the will of God. Not on doing anything else, but what is his will? What is his will? Yes. 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 Relevance is highly connected to the will of God. Your importance, your relevance, your level of brightness and your level, your your current level and your level tomorrow depends on whether you are in the will of God or not. So a Christian's number one duty must be to discover the will of God and try whatever to be in the will of God. So anything or anybody or a person or any entity that is pressurizing you out of the will of God, you must see as the greatest enemy of your life. The greatest enemy of your life is trying to take you out of the will of God. Yes. Ha. Kaso yeah. He that doeth the will, he that doeth the will, he that do, abideth, he stays, he continues to be around, he continues to be relevant, continues to be important, continues to shine. Instead of the light going out, he's still on, full, bright. Kotoka Airport, the old side used to be very important. Practically, because of the new one, the old one is no more so relevant. It was everything for us. But even that small building has lost its importance by the building of a new terminal. Yes. Within an hour, it's gone. Yes. Earthly things have left me dry. Only you can satisfy. Yes. You know, when I started in the ministry, it's only I don't want to mention the names of companies. Not these current companies. None of the ones you, you know now. now. I'm not referring to any of these ones or any of these problematic things we've had now. No, 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 no. I'm talking about 20 years ago when I was in the ministry, like big business. I think I can mention some. UTC. Kingsway. GNTC. Chandirams. Glamour. Rose Pillars. White Chapel. UAC. A1. 
Is it A1 called A1? A life. A life. A1. No, no, I don't mean now. A life. And what else? Do you know UTC? That was the main Accra Central, Kingsway. Yes. Now I don't know whether even a car can pass there. <laughs> they are selling on the road. Yes. Because a tin pot somewhere has allowed all this. TP. It's a code. When we say TP, say TP is moving here. Oh. We had Gihok, Farisco, Swan Lake, Brisco. Brisco used to sell Mercedes. Akule Shoe Factory. Ganiva Battery. Ganiva Battery Center. Bata. We used to have Bata. Bata Shoe. Ganiva Battery Center. We all bought batteries from Ganiva Battery Center. Ganiva Battery Center. Vodi Technic Motors. Yes. Multi stores. Multi stores. When I got married, I went to buy plates from multi store. Plate. Me and my wife, we sit. She sits here, I sit here. We eat from multi stores. Provisions. Mobitel. Uh, Watsons, and then this uh, 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 the telephone. Uh, what is it called? No, um, yeah, Arriba Space Phone. All those ones, they are all gone. Come centers, internet cafes, space to space. Some people used to stand by the roadside with a phone. And I think you can, you can make a phone call. Yes. You pay and you make a phone call. Yes. The world finishing. Yes. Dolly's. There was bus stop. Steers. Ramona. Number one. There was a big shop called Number One. By then cinema, Orion Cinema, Ufer Cinema, Ramek, all gone. And the church is increasing every day and going on brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And not, not our church, oh. the church as a whole, the church as a whole, it's not like UD or Lighthouse churches. No, 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 no. I mean, generally, the church, the Presby church is bigger. Methodist is powerful in Ghana. Pentecost is larger. Winners Chapel, big. Yes. The church is wild, though. So, I, I realize that people back the wrong horse, they support the wrong things. Yes. They choose the wrong thing to put their energy and their life into. But I've chosen God and I've chosen the church and I've chosen Jesus Christ. The world passeth away, 1 John 2, 17. And the last thereof, 
But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Hallelujah! Relevance. The will. What is point number one? My destiny. What is point number two? The example. Point number three? The what? The princess. Point number four? The world. Point number five? The will. Point number six? The focus. Hmm. What is the focus? Hebrews 12 verse 1. Wherefore seeing we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Alright? And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The focus is in verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus is the focus. We have to focus on Jesus. That is what is going to enable us to run the race and finish the course God has set before us. We must look at it. You know, everything, either what Jesus said or what he did can tell you what to do. Yes. You know, there is a way to live in this life without being counseled by anybody. Because there are times you will not get somebody to counsel you. And there are times you won't have anybody to tell you what to do. If you want to know what to do, look unto Jesus. And ask yourself, what did he do? Yes, what did Jesus do? And what did he say? What did he do? And what did he say? Yes. Yeah, that's counseling. Counseling, like advice. For your life. Look to Jesus. Yes. If, if you look at Jesus, you will, you will learn. You will have advice. If you like, try it. Yes. Try it and see. Just try about any topic. Anything about your life. Yes. Just in any area. <laughs> anything. Yes. Look to Jesus. Yeah. Look to Jesus. Marriage. Look at Jesus. What he did that he didn't marry is one of the greatest pieces of advice that can ever be given. Yes. Waza, waza, waza. Then, then what he said, what he said about marriage, what he said about marriage, about divorce. Yes, it's advice. You, you, you will be counseled. Then what he said about people who die and whose spouses are passed on to the brothers and so on. It's another bit of counsel. Look to Jesus, I promise you. You know, Paul is, is, is it Paul eh, was a very bad man who was saved. And Jesus used him to transmit the message to us. But Paul's words 
mostly contain the practical um, the practical uh, explanations of what Jesus was saying. So like, oh, if somebody wants to be a bishop, he should be blameless. He should be a husband of one wife. He should not be a striker. He should not quarrel. He should not do this. He should not do They're all advice for what to do. Okay, when you come together and you want to speak in tongues, let one speak, then another one will speak. If one speaks and this one speaks, we don't understand. It is confusion. Okay, love is greater than all these things. So this is this and that. And okay, the communion, when you come together, you are drunk. How can you be drunk? And so, so he was explaining the practical things. And when you do that, you can easily say things which are not the word. That is why he himself said, this one I'm saying it by myself. This one I say this from the Lord. He himself said that. So not all the things he said were what Jesus said. So look to Jesus. Colossians 2.18. Colossians 2.18. Where is it? Let no man beguile you of a reward, of your reward in voluntary humility, worshipping of angels, intruding of things he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Verse 19. Not holding the head. You see, you have to hold to the head, Jesus. Not holding to the head. You see, people leave Jesus. The main thing is Jesus. You can't preach a message and leave Jesus Christ crucified, his blood, his words, his advice, his He said, heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. Yes. The savior of the world are not twins. The savior of this world are not twins. Jesus and Paul. No. The savior of the world is one. one, Jesus Christ. No other foundation can be laid than that which has been laid. So if you want the great example and the greatest advice, hold the head. Colossians 2.19. Not holding the head. From which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. A lot of words, but he's saying we should hold the head. At least that part we understand. Yes. That part, a lot of words are joined, but at least hold the head, Jesus. Not hold Paul. Not hold Jesus and Paul. Hold Jesus. Yes. 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 Paul is pointing us to Jesus. Yes. Paul is pointing us to Jesus. So if we want to attain God, the highest ministry was Jesus. Look, we are all fruits of Jesus. He didn't travel more than 200 miles. He didn't write any book. He didn't build anything. He didn't set up any institution. He didn't even give guidelines on how the church should be run. He just said, go into the world. That's it. And here we are. We are still going. No constitutional. I mean, just go. Awesome ministry. Worldwide ministry. Everlasting ministry. Ever increasing ministry. Of the increase of peace and of his government, there shall be no end. He is the ultimate example of what is right. Yes. The ultimate example. One day I was reading the book of Luke and God showed me, this is what is right. I said, Lord, it's not what I know. I said, he said, yeah, but this is what is right. I said, this is not what I do. I said, yes, that is not, not what you know. This is what is right. Look at me. What I did is what is right. So I'm speaking mysteriously now. 
Abshkanuma. Listen, if you want advice, you know, one time, Kenneth Higgins said he was, he was praying in the church. He was reading Mark, the whole of Mark. He said, he put the book on the altar and he was praying, reading the whole. He was reading Mark 1, 2, 3, 4, like Jesus, Jesus. One of the things you must learn to do is read either Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, always. Or Revelations too, because Revelation has a lot of Jesus. Yes, but Matthew, Mark, Luke, look, just always look at Jesus. What does he do? What did he say? What is he doing? What does he say? Ah, it's beautiful. Jesus becoming the focus of your life. Hallelujah. Yes. One advice, look at Jesus. What is he saying? What is he doing? Is it easy to understand? The focus is Jesus. Amen. Ever-increasing glory. Number seven. I'm giving you the master keys to becoming brighter and brighter every day. Are you still here or you've left? Are you going home right now? Can I continue speaking? Yes. The glass. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. Yes. Mm. Beautiful. The only point I'm not sure whether I'll give you is the last one. Yeah. But number seven, the glass, Second Corinthians three eighteen. We all, with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. You see, ever increasing glory and brightness of your life comes, and this is what this scripture is prophesying, continuous glory in your life, continuous shining. Proverbs 4, 18, the path of the just shining brighter and brighter, brighter and brighter. Beautiful. Now, what are the things that are needed? The glass. He says, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. That is the mirror. Number eight, the face. We are with an open face. And then number nine, the veil. Second Corinthians, the same second Corinthians chapter three, verse 12. It says, seeing that we have such much hope, we speak with plainness of speech. Not as Moses, who put a veil over his face. So that the children could not steadfastly look at the end to that which is established. And, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, remained the same veil and taken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is on their heart. Nevertheless, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So right here, we have master keys from gold for going to from glory to glory. And the first one was what? Number seven. 
and my points. The glass. You see, you need a mirror. A mirror is when you look at yourself. Ha! Look at that. <laughs> I don't look nice. I don't look like that. That's a mirror. Isn't a mirror telling you so many things? Yes. When you look at the glass, you see how far. No, this is not good at all. So, you need to see, that's why when you come to church, you hear stories and you put yourself side by side to the story and say, ah, I'm looking like this ugly one now. I'm fulfilling this prophecy exactly. Yes, I don't like the picture that I see. I don't like what I, I because it's, it looks too much like something I don't want. How many have looked in the mirror and said, no, 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 no. Something bad is happening right now. I don't like what I see. So, you see three master keys in this verse, just 18. And three of the verses, the glass, the face, and the veil. You see, when you behold the glory of Jesus, beauty of his ministry, the simplicity of his teachings. That's why when I stand at the crusade, I, I, I honestly don't like to start preaching without mentioning Jesus. And if, if I have my way on a Sunday, I would only start with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and whenever someone takes a Bible and starts reading, okay, and then on a certain day, Jesus went out and he met a man and, and it looks sounds so powerful. It's Jesus we are talking about. Jesus. Yes. When we behold as in a glass, look at yourself. That's what turned me into the miracle ministry. I look at it and say, ah, where is the miracle in my life? There's no healings, no miracles. And I say, I'm a pastor. So when I look in the mirror, I say, no. And if all churches were to look in the mirror, there are some pastors you, 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 you will see, they rarely talk about what Jesus talked about. When Jesus said, go you into all the world. There are some ministers, if you were to call them, say, these ministers in Ghana or anywhere will be talking about wealth, evangelism, church plan. It sounds even strange. They'll be talking about some, with some big words. Word salads. They'll be mentioning big technical words and, I mean, financial things, political things and powers and, I mean, business, breakfast, different things, all kinds of things. But not... Well, the budget church planting, I mean, let's build the church, church growth. No, 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 no. You can't, you can't get ordinary pastors talking about such things. Yes. World missions, the state of the church in Pandai, the state of the church in Tatale, the state of the church. In... No, we are not even interested. It's to hell, just as the government may also say to hell with those places. The church is also equally like that. When you look in your face, you see Jesus, something say, Jesus said, let's go to the other towns. For this purpose, I came when you look in it, you see Jesus say, go into all the world. You see. When you look into it, you hear Jesus say, and if any man come to me and hate not his father and his mother, his brother, his sister, his wife, and his children, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Jesus. Yes. So you must look at the glass. 2 Corinthians 3.18, we must behold huh, us in a glass. Now, the next thing is the veil. Did I say the veil? The glass, the face, yes. Go back. The face. 
He says, we all with an open face, without openness, eh, you are going nowhere. Most, most of us are not open. Most of us are not open. You come and sit. You just say part. You say the part you want us to know. When you are experienced, you can tell when somebody is. Like when somebody sees you there, because of your preaching, he feels you are like a spirit. So so he comes with a vision, a dream, something spiritual. Something spiritual sounding. Yes. So he doesn't have an open face. Yes. Yes, he doesn't have an open face. His face is, you can see only one eyelid. Because the person is, has veils covering him. What does the Bible say in verse 12? He's talking about three, yeah. Go down to talk about the veil. Yes. Not at Moses, which put a veil over his face so that children could not steadfastly. But go to down to say the place where even today when it is read, there is a veil. Yes, the veil is on their heart. So many of us come with veils. Yes. Now what is a veil? A veil is a picture I want you to see. A picture I think is acceptable for you. So we are veiled. Sometimes people come and sit in my office. In the spirit, it's as if they are surrounded by 11 blankets. They are sitting there like that. Totally veiled. Totally covered. No openness at all. What they think you should know, that is what they say. So when you are experienced, you are not even interested. When you are experienced, you know all this. So this one is veiled. It's telling you part. Telling you what they want you to know. And what they think you should know. Yeah. And as long as you are veiled, you can't be seen. No one goes for an operation. When they are going for operation, they are naked. Eh? You may not know. Naked like a banana. Yes. Totally naked. They just wash you and they just operate on you. And also when you are dead, there's no more veil. You, you are also naked. Seven veils. Veils of perfection. People come with a veil of perfection. Everything is okay. They have this. Have you seen the people who look very orderly? Especially those who wear glasses. (laughs) Zawaza. When they speak to you, so, oh, Bishop, I was reading First Corinthians chapter eleven. Mm-hmm. 
Bishop, I would, li- I would like to ask a question, please. The last time in uh, the Makane, you said... Um, you were preaching and you said Zawaza. So I was wondering, that, is there a difference between Zawaza and Waziwuwa? Number two, a veil of spirituality. Yes. So, so you see, you, when you see the person's spirit, it's person's spiritual. As you are chatting with the person, the person says, God told me to come here. God said to me on the 4th of October, this is your church. And the other day when you were preaching, I heard a voice. And the voice said, this is your time. Zingo. <laughs> A veil of spirit, super spirituality. You know, one day I was talking to one brother. And he kept on telling me, you know, the Lord said to me. You know, God told me, to, God told me that I should work here. God told me I should do this. I said, wow. wow. So at a point I told him. You know, when you keep saying, God said this, God said, I told him that it frightens me. He said, why? I said, because you sound like someone who is, because God has spoken to all of us, but we are not saying it every day. God told me to sit in the front. God told me to sit on the second row. God told me this. God told me that. God told me I should do this. God told me. It's like, hey, it's a lot. You know, like you are God's personal friend in a way. God says I should be here for now. And, and you see, exactly what I feared happened. One day he came and said, oh, I believe my time is up. And he left like a bullet. Never heard of him again. God told him. And he's not even in the ministry anymore. Yes. The last I heard of him, he was selling. I don't know what he was selling. Yes. Super spiritual. You can't get to him. You can't speak normally about anything. It's a veil of spirituality. And you see, you know what a veil is? You think you are protecting yourself, but what it is is that as you are protecting you two can't see clearly. You two, you can't see. You can't see through because you think you are covering something, but you are the one who is not seeing things and you can't understand things because of your veil. Yes, the veil that protects you and keeps you hidden and covered in a veil of perfection and super spirituality is the very thing that is preventing you from also seeing out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is that veil that makes you not see and understand anything. You don't have an open face. Yes. The next is a veil of um, spiritism is the best I can. Like, you are not human. Yes. You are more a spirit. Like, you don't poo-poo. You don't wee-wee. You don't like girls. You don't like boys. You don't fall in love. You don't need a beloved. Like, you are more of a spirit. Yes. Yes. 
when we mention the word erection in the church. You, you, you sort of make your face, mm, it's like you don't understand such things and all that. It's like we always have to apologize to you that it's like we look like we are profane or we are saying vulgar words and so because like you are like sort of like like such things are not in your world. You don't know what it is. Meanwhile, three weeks ago, you were sucking, you were sucking one like a mango. Thought you were eating a mango. It's like you there, Charlie. I mean, If you are traveling with such people, they never need to wee wee. The whole day will pass, but it's like they cannot show that. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not into such things. Yes, I'm not. I don't understand such things. And you see, as you keep on saying, oh no, I don't like, you know, these problems that people have, like, girls and no, 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 I'm not I'm, I'm not into sex wow you, you are not into sex, sorry sorry for the topics <laughs> it's like yes, we don't discuss such things we are sorry, please apologize to somebody, that, look, it's, it's sorry for saying things that you don't want to hear about in this world Apologize. You can even kneel down and beg the person that we are sorry. Sorry for talking about carnal things to you. Wazawa. The next one is a veil of I don't know okay.
an asexual veil. Like, like if you are a woman and female things are mentioned about you, let's say shopping. Like you say, oh, no, no, no. No, I don't, I, I don't. Meanwhile, you like more than anybody else. Girls things, you know, you always give an impression of, oh, no. Ask me when I go to a shop, I just use, buy a Bible, or, you know, I just buy, I look for like something for daily quiet time and that's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for a Bible or if I can find a Christian book. If I get a Macarius, I'm okay. You don't like dresses, you don't like shoes, you don't want all these things. It's like, yes, there are people like that. What do you say? It's like, oh. Well, I just, oh, I'm just looking for a Bible. I'm just looking for something for my child or just, I mean, some school books or whatever. I don't even know my size. I'm not like most girls. I'm not like most girls. I'm looking for a concordance. Wazua. And if it's a brother, it's like, oh, no, no. That is how some priests became homosexuals. Wow. So, oh, I don't need it. But you need it. You need it. Yes. You say, oh, no. Yeah. I'm, 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 in, I'm to self-control. Other girls, girls don't uh, 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 affect me. Once I, once I have my Bible, I'm okay. My Bible and my book, I'm, I'm okay. Apologize to the person. I'm, so, I'm sorry if we have offended you in any way. We are sorry. Like it's like we talk about such things. We are we are we beg you. We beg you. The next veil is a veil of a perfect marriage. Yes. Wazawa. Oh, if marks were being given for marriage, I would get 90, 99%. I, I fall asleep with what? Wow. Perfect. Perfect pictures. Wow. My wife and I, you see, when I'm, when my wife is not, when my wife is around, you know, (laughs) but when my wife is not around, I keep her picture. I keep her picture in my Bible. So when she's not around, I don't have her. So I take the the picture and I kiss the picture. Meanwhile, you are about to divorce. Let's be serious. Yes. You come to counseling. How is everything? Oh, by God's grace. Things are good. By the grace. So is your wife doing well? Oh, oh yes, yes. She's trying. Oh, she is. She listens to the preaching. 
So is everything okay? Oh, oh yeah, by God's grace. A veil of perfect ideal marriage. You love it. Yes. And you show that veil all the time. Anybody can, nobody can even, even when they are mentioning something bad about marriage, when they're doing, they look at you, they say, oh no, this man, they're actually, this one, they're, they're actually exemplary marriage. I mean, A1, more than A plus 0.05. The A1 cry. Uh-huh, yeah, he has that, he has that picture. Uh, yes. Yes. A1. Out a picture of whatever. One day. A sister was in the room with the beloved. And I, I told the brother, you see, he was the beloved and he broke up. And I told him, about why, why have you left a nice sister like that? Because everything was beautiful. He said, Daddy, it's a veil. It's a veil. I said, what do you mean by a veil? He said, look, we can be inside the room eating granite soup. And there is a serious beast. They are facing me. And when you hear a knock, on the door, when he opens, still as soon as the door, oh hello! They, they put the arm on the side. On the, oh hello! You put the arm on the. Oh, how is it? <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Oh beautiful. He said, oh, my, oh thanks. My beloved and I were just chatting. The other side. You are vain. Was a veil. Was a veil. If somebody calls you and you are with people and your either beloved or husband or whatever, wife, whatever calls you and you are with people, I says, Oh, hello, hello, darling. Hello, sugar. Either she's sugar, honey, darling, or coconut. Or I don't, huh? Babe, hello, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, boo. Hey, baby. Hey, bazaboozy. Meanwhile, you are divorced, you know. You haven't seen some before. Veils. One day I went to have lunch with a pastor. He had a big church. Don't think of Ghana. It's not Ghana at all. Don't think of Ghana. He told me, he said, brother, veils. Veils. I said, why? He said, my wife will go on the pulpit. She will, she will go on stage, he said. Hello, congregation. Glory to God. Really thank God for everything. And my darling husband. And my wonderful family. And my darling husband. He's so kind, so gentle. And he told me, he said, I'll be sitting there 
on the front and I'll be shouting to you. You liar, you liar, liar. It's not true, it's not true. My stories are true. I'm telling you something somebody told me. He told me, he said, it's a liar, why liar? But you see, to her, it was very important for the veil, the veil of perfection. Yes. A few months later, they were announcing that they were getting divorced. Sure. Look, there is no need to be... You see, what you don't realize is the veil you've kept over you that is making people have a certain impression. It's also preventing you from seeing what you should see. That's what you don't realize. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. You see people in relationships blowing serious beasts. When you come and see them, they, are, they feel ashamed to say that there is any problem in the relationship. People have serious problems in relationships more than even marriage. It shows you the problems that are going to come in the future. But you have decided to make yourself Mr. Correcto Perfecto. No, they are blasting you in, in the relationship. Every day is a facing. When you go, you go for interrogation. Was avail. You've not seen some before. Yes. You see, one day I saw a brother eating bananas. Oh. <laughs> yes, in the night. And I said, ah, why that, do you eat bananas like that? Perfect marriage. Perfect. A one. Never hear a voice. You never see any. You never hear a slap. Never hear pa. <laughs> no voice is raised. So you know, one day I was looking at him as he was in the and I was just imagining how much space all these bananas are going to fail. Fail, and I realized that it it failing, but it was it was hunger. Yes, there are people that are hungry in the house, hungry. Don't say, oh, as if it is real. Hunger. One day I saw an ideal wife. And I said, wow. Brother is really blessed. The brother is really blessed. He's enjoying. Then I found out. Can't cook. Won't cook. And never cooked. The whole marriage never cooked. Never cooked. Never ever. All my stories are true. Can't, won't, shan't, won't, never. But wants to sit in the front. One day, a pastor was preaching. He saw his veiled wife showing her veils in the front. And he was provoked because of what happened in the house. He told her, get up, get up, get up. Go to the back. Go to the back. 
The best veilers are the girls. Because girls are into deception. Girls are into deception. Because we brothers, we say we like girls. The girls will be saying, we don't say we like but they will just say, oh. <laughs> and then God knows everything and God is in control. And God is in what? You like boys? Say it. And we, so that we are all the same. Boys, the girls love you. I am, I am, I am their spokesman today. They really like you. So be confident. And don't, don't like a boy. God forbid. Stay confidently. Somebody likes you. A lot of them like you. Boys, do you like them? You like them, isn't it? More. How many would like to have more than one? You see, you see the boys. I mean, they, they are open. They are open. Yeah. The boys said they are open about it. They would like more than one. Yeah. If it's the will of God, isn't it? How many veils did you write down? How many veils? No, I've given you six. Veil of what? Perfection. Veil of spirituality. Spiritism, like you are not human. Asexual veil. Veil of a perfect marriage. How many is that? Six. Six. How many do you who has six? Five. <sighs> the next one. Veil of holiness. How many have ever been near some people they, they look holy like really you really get the feeling of holiness sin free problem free spot free mistake free blemish free What is it that makes some people look holy? The glasses. But there are some people without glasses also look holy. Who is that? This one looks holier. They look holy. The way they sit and the way they look. Like they don't understand certain things. The next one, a veil of innocence. Yes.
Yes. They always give an impression that they don't know much. When they were in the relationship, they always didn't seem to know anything about anything. Yes. They didn't understand certain things. Yes. One brother told me, he said, when I married my wife, I suspected that she was not a virgin. He told me that she was a virgin. But I said, I said, I said, then he explained why. I said, I understand why. I suspected. I suspected she was not a virgin. Listen, I'm still preaching. I'm talking of you see, as you look innocent. You see, one one time I went to visit a pastor and he told me something. He said, "Look, he has a couple. They married on Saturday. Sunday they came. The the man came to see him. He said, no, no." He said it's a mistake. On Sunday. Sunday, the next day. He said, I've married a very bad girl. See, but that is not the picture that he had of her before. Then he, he said certain things which I cannot repeat in the microphone. I've decided to not say them. No, no, I won't say them. Normally I say a lot of things, but this one I won't say it in the microphone. He said, he said no. Eesh. He said, no, 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 no. So she had kept a veil of innocence. Yes. But within 24 hours, it was gone and there was a trouble. And they had a beast from that day onwards. And the girl also grew wild. He said, no, you say I'm bad. So therefore, this. Charlie, just be yourself. The next one, a veil of sophistication. You try to show that like you, you know things. Sometimes you may be on a plane and maybe the air hostess will come and speak. Hello, would you like, would you like, you you don't understand what he's saying. (laughs) Because you can't hear what he's saying. And he was asking you whether you, you wanted to eat. And you said, would you have it? You have it? And you said, no. <laughs> Instead of saying, pardon, could you, could you repeat what you said? I didn't get what you said, sir. No, no. And he was saying, that, should I give you your food? And he said, no. So when the waiter, when the waiter went, they said, ah, why are they not saying? I said, but you said you didn't want said, No, I want it. I want it. Sit down, sit down. Veil of sophistication. Yes. It's the first time on a plane that you, you want people to feel that, oh, I, I may have been traveling all, all the time.
One time I sat on a, on a, on a plane, Qantas. Qantas, Australian plane. Yeah. When I sat in the chair, I didn't know how, everything was different. Oh, yeah. I called the lady, I said, please, what is this? How, what is this for? What is this? What is this? What does this one do? What does this one do? What is this one? There's nothing wrong with that. But they want to know, oh, me, I know everything. You don't know the things. You don't know the things. <laughs> you don't know the things. <laughs> One day, I sat by a lady from a certain country whose name starts with a G. She could have asked the person what to do to the seat. You get what I'm saying? I tell you. I'll not tell you the country, but it starts with G. So instead of lying down, she sat vertically. Wazago. A veil of sophistication. Throughout, she stopped. Sophistication. How many veils do you have? Number nine. Veil of self-sufficiency. You have no money, but you are like the richest member of the church. I mean, you're, I tell you, hey, have you seen such people before? They, they are penniless, but Charlie, you, you get an air of everything is okay. Show, show, show. Yes. Instead of saying, I. I'm hungry. I need help. Fail of self-sufficiency. It will make you a thief. In fact, you rather prefer to be a thief than to ask. You prefer to steal than to ask for what you need. Yes. Yes, you prefer to steal than to ask. And some of us have become thieves because of the veil of self-sufficiency. And another related veil, a veil of wealth. You want to get people to think that you are rich. If I hadn't been preaching in a certain way, most brothers would think that the hair and all these are all natural hair. But now they know that they are all coverings. Wazaga. What a blessing. Stand to your feet, everybody.
The matter now, I've given you the point. The time. What do you want to know about the time? Huh? The time refers to the time of you becoming, how long it's going to take you to become brighter and brighter. First Chronicles 13. I'm just going to give you one. So David brought not the ark home to himself to the city of David but carried it aside to the house of Obedidom the Gittite and the ark of the Lord remained in the family of Obedidom in his house three months and the Lord blessed the house of Obedidom and all that he had I prophesy that in three months, in three months, there shall be and there must be a change of level in your life as you with an open face see the glory of God in your life. As Obedidon was beholding the ark, You see, I told you, looking unto Jesus, you can't expect more than three months before there will be some kind of change of level in your life. The Lord blessed the house of Obedidom in three months. And prophetically, three months is the season for the change of level in your life. Change in your church. Change in your personal life. Every three months. Within three months and every three months. As you keep beholding the glory of the Lord. And Jesus holding the head. And seeing him. Trying to follow him closely. Every three months. Just as it was in the house of Obedidom. There will be a great change. Shakas ontos and shemedam Receive this prophetic guidance for your business, your life, your future, the path of the righteous, getting brighter and brighter and brighter to the full day. In the name of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a shout of amen. Father, thank you for the blessing of three months. Is more than enough to see radical changes. Thank you for the step up, the step into, the step forward. Thank you. We receive this prophetic word for our ministries, for our lives in three months. And within three months of following Jesus, we shall see. Radical changes.
for the glory of God. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. In Jesus name. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here. You don't know Jesus as your savior. You want to give your life to God. Raise up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Watching my television. I want Jesus. Lift your hand. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. If you want Jesus. You've lifted your hand. Come to me. I want to pray with you. Come. close your eyes. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I am a sinner. Please write my name in the book of life. From tonight, I choose Jesus and I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me, for changing me tonight. From today, I am born again and I will serve Jesus and follow him closely. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. I will not save you again. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus Christ. And I will serve Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. When we close, all of you here, one, two, three, four, five, six, come to this corner. Is that the right thing to do? Over there. When we close, if you are holding the book and we are coming to talk to you over there. Okay. God bless you. You may be seated. What a blessing we have. Give me an offering basket. Watching by television. Everybody join in the offering. I want a hundred people who are going to give us hundred CDs. Prophetic. How many believe in the Obedidom timing of three months? Three months. I believe prophetically in three months and every three months there shall be a change of level and a change of something in Jesus name. You want to give a thousand, whatever, God bless you. But I want a hundred people. God will touch your heart. So right now into this Obedidom blessing. Three months from today changes are beginning to appear because your path is predicted, prophesied to get brighter and brighter and brighter to the full day. Amen. Come and put your back in your basket if you want to sow a special seed of 100 Ghanaian CDs, especially for just tonight. If you have it on your phone, you can also do that but it is a blessing for you.
Obedidom showed us the time that it takes for a blessing to show a change. Obedidom, he showed us the time that it takes for a blessing to start appearing. In three months, in three months, your life and your ministry starts noticing a change. In the name of Jesus Christ. The mystery path of your life which gets brighter and brighter till the full day. Hallelujah. Beautiful. You want to give it by phone, by mobile money, just do it and then come and tap the phone. Internet banking, you can send your money. Is it still our bank, GN Bank? Why you put it up there? Is it correct? Okay. All the world's things are getting finished. Huh? A year or so. church the body of Jesus mysteriously no matter what happens is getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter It's, it's amazing it's amazing that's why I choose to work for God because I've chosen what is winning if, if Jesus hasn't come for 500 years from now, by that time, maybe Accra will be almost up to Kumasi or beyond Kumasi. Accra and Kumasi will be one city. Yes. If Jesus hasn't come for 500 years, maybe by that time, Accra and Kumasi would have merged. Yes. As a city. With about 50 million people. Yes, just in the city. Yes, instead of one or two million. Yes. The church will be bigger. None of the banks or businesses you see today would exist, but the church will be existing. It's an amazing reality. <laughs> and it's possible that people will be reading about us in history. The chair, there was a chair, then this and that. It was like, we'll be like history books. Yeah. <laughs> Characters in history books. You're studying us for exams. <laughs> Amazing. Father, thank you for blessing everyone who's giving this beautiful offering today in Jesus' name. You don't have a hundred cities, but you want to give 50 cities. Come and put it in the basket right away. This is your opportunity. And I want you to give whilst the anointing and the presence. Most, most important is the presence. And when a, a father is not in the house, it is his presence which is not there. But his house may be there. But his presence is not there. 
And that is what we must look for. The presence of Jesus. Not just his house without his presence. It's true. When my father-in-law was alive, I used to go there sometimes four times in a year. Since he died, I've never been there. The house is there. But the house without the presence is different. So that's what we mean by the presence. Jesus' house may be there, but he himself may not be there. And there's something you can't explain it. And that's what you should look for in somebody's ministry. Is the presence of God and the presence of Jesus. Not just the institution, but a certain presence and existence. Yeah. I used to go. But I didn't know the effect till he was not there. And I realized that when a person is not there, the things may be there, but the person is not there. It's different. It's not the same. So, a ministry without his presence. There's something missing. There's something not fresh and not alive. It's just hollow. We need his presence. We need to feel his presence. We need to know that he's with us. And we need to sense. (laughs) He may be in the room there, but you can sense that he's around. An occasional shout. Hey! Who is there? It's enough to last for two weeks. (laughs) Can last for two weeks. Who is there? But the absence of the person changes everything. So what changes is the presence. So as you are giving your offering, it's a presence. Like this morning when we were appointing the pastors and the presence of God was here. Yes, presence of God was here. You can't easily shake it off. Kashuka shakapa And that is how it is when the presence is walking around, you can feel it. It's not the anointing, it's the presence. The presence. Are you with me? Yes. You don't have 50 CDs, but you want to sow a special seed of 20 CDs. $20, 20 of anything. Do it on the television. There's a way to do it on the internet. Just do it. Don't sit there and not give. Wicked. (laughs) How many love the presence of God? How many can feel God is here? Beautiful, isn't it? Yes. You can feel God is here. His presence. His power, his glory. Now, when you go to work this week, I want everybody to have a day where you sense his presence at your physical work. 
Yes. I want you to be conscious of it. You see, today when we were having communion, I noticed that word. So this do this in remembrance or to remind you of my presence. Because he's always there. We know him. We have not forgotten him. But there is a certain greater consciousness of Jesus' presence that comes with the power of communion. In remembrance. In bringing up my presence and my memory to your consciousness. You don't have 20 CDs, but you want to give 10 CDs. This is an offering in the presence of God. Come. It's a blessing. So. You know, one day I saw a businessman and he told me he was going somewhere to do some investment. This businessman was about 30 years old. And I knew he was throwing away his money. I knew the business he was going to do will not, will not work. It's a seed to a terrazzo. A seed to what? Terrazzo. We are talking about a seed that will germinate. Not a seed into a terrazzo floor. Hallelujah. Sow your seed and be blessed. Wow. You don't have ten CDs. But you have five CDs or two CDs or one CD. Now. All those who are in this group are going to be rich. All those in this group are going to be rich. If you didn't get your prayer request, it's here before the throne for seven days. You can come and put it in there. You have to ask permission to go on stage. Put it in there. Seven days, we are leaving it there before his throne. How many believe there are going to be answers to these prayers? Yes. 
Kashata Sapalo Sabala. Kashata Zobalaba. Tema Satosa Palamandeleke Baradalaba. Now, the final offering is just going to be pure coins. And I want everybody to take some coins out as the ashes come for the coins. Lift it up and let me. I want coins now. If you don't have coins, you can take out paper coins. Paul, let me pray for you. Come. Come. Kneel down. Bless him as he goes. Use him for your glory. Help him. Send angels to help him. Heal him. Remember him, Father. Surround him with help. And let your name be glorified in Zambia for all time. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I bless him. He's blessed as he goes. He's blessed going and he's blessed coming. In Jesus' name, amen. Akwele. Akwele, come to me. I pray for you. Just walk slowly. It's fine. Jesus, thank you for mercy. Satan, I rebuke you. Rebuke the devil, rebuke the demons. Go out in the name of Jesus. Be healed of the curse and of death. I drive you out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I break the neck of the dragon in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Give me oil. Oil. Father, thank you. Let them call for the elders. Let them pray. Prayer of faith shall heal. Thanks for your mercy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ransford, if you are here, come to me, please.
you, Jesus. Empower him, Jesus. Strengthen him, Jesus. Fight for him, Jesus. Anoint him, Jesus. And heal him, Lord. Thank you for your great help, your strength, your power over his life. Thank you that he is not forsaken. He's remembered in heaven. Thank you for mercies and grace that are imparted to him from the throne of heaven, the throne of grace. Receive grace, receive mercy, and receive a supernatural involvement and impartation to your life. The grace of the Lord be with you. In Jesus' name. Sit here, just here. Nana, come to me. Kneel down here. Thanks, Jesus, for your mercies and for your healings that are abundant. Thanks for your graces and supernatural help. Thanks for your power and your great grace. Thanks for great help. Thanks for supernatural involvement. Supernatural involvement. And supernatural healing. Every tear is healed. Every sore is healed. Every wound is recovered. Grace from heaven. Receive it. Help from above. In Jesus' name. Jessica, come to me. She's not here. Jesus is here and I believe he's helping us. Whatever doesn't make you go brighter, 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 put your hand on your stomach right now. It's out. It's out. It's out. Jesus name it's out thank you Lord for healing for everyone for us all brighter and brighter according to your destiny your divine destiny for everyone we give you thanks we give you praise in Jesus name Amen I find you climbing up nicely. Nicely. You'll be there. You'll be there at the top. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Have you received the offering already? Lift up your boosters, supernatural boosters. 
You know, one of the things I found sometimes what is going to make the difference is something small. Not a big thing. Just a small thing. And that is the secret in this offering. Something small, Lord. That's why Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, yes, you can move a mountain. Father, thank you for this blessing as we give it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ashes. feel like praying for people. Sit down, sit down. We are taking an offering. Pray that you'll be prayed for. But receive the prayer now in Jesus' name. The grace of the Lord is here. Jesus' name. Amen. Make sure you give beautifully. Beautifully. Now, recently I've been preaching about faith. I want you to listen. I want to give you something. I think I've preached three Sundays about faith and today is about great faith in grace yes I want to recommend to you not today's but the earlier ones on faith because faith very small amount of it able to change a lot of things so I want you to listen every bad news is reversible by faith yes did you hear that? I said, every bad news is reversible by faith. Nature is correctable by faith. Controllable. So, faith is a great thing. So I want to recommend to you to go and soak in. You know, look, Soaking in of the word makes you come closer to the glory. As we with an open face, as the veils drop, and you see the things more clearly. More sometimes when you listen to a message, you are you, first time you may listen to a message and say, This man doesn't like women. Then the veil will go. Your veil of what? I don't even know what veil it is will start dropping. Then you start to say, no, he's saying the truth. Then after some time, you say, he likes us. Then after you say, this man is the one who loves us like this man. It's true. As the veils go and you, you become more open, you see the things more clearly and you start changing even more. Yes, this is what happens. When the veil is on, you may say, he's angry. As the veil goes, you realize that no, he loves you. He's angry about what? It's true. 
So as the veils drop, you start to see things more clearly. There are more veils I didn't go into. (laughs) Family veils. Family veils. Yes. I know a family, all of them behave the same. All of them behave, they all behave like diplomats. Diplomatic veils. Everybody is like that. Very diplomatic. Waza. Are you done? Come back. Glory. Father, thanks for this wonderful offering. Give us increase as Ghana goes in different directions. We declare our direction is only one direction and it is upwards. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you, Lord. And everyone said, Amen. Let me pray for you because of the school. Come. I feel like praying for you. Kneel down. Even as our education goes down, our school goes up. And all schools from Lighthouse, UD, are anointed to be the best schools. Impartation of good education and impartation of Christianity through education. In Jesus' name, be anointed, empowered to fight, to move to advance, to break all walls and glass doors and enter where they say you cannot enter, to cross barriers where they say you cannot cross and go through walls where they say you cannot go through. Be anointed to do it the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, some of you have heard certain words. Some of you have heard certain words. Some of you have heard certain words. You know, have you ever wondered why you have a certain feeling when you hear certain things? Huh? Do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says no one can say Jesus is Lord. You can't say such words except by the Spirit of God. First Corinthians chapter 12. Cannot. Which means that certain things that are said to you Unless it was a dragon speaking. Such a word cannot be spoken to you, I'm telling you. Yes. No man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So there are certain words spoken to you. You see that you are so affected. You cannot sleep. You are not happy. You are discouraged. 
and totally down because it was not a man who was speaking to you. It was a spirit. Yes. Remember what Jesus said. Don't think of what you say. But my spirit, it is he who will speak. So sometimes it's the spirit that spoke. Yes. That's why you should carefully listen when people talk. Sometimes the spirit is speaking. Sometimes it's demons. A close person can say, a close person can be used by devils. You know, when you are clear in your mind, you become like Jesus. When Peter speaks, you say, oh, Satan. You see Satan speaking. You think it's Jesus, but it's not Jesus at all. It's not Peter at all. It's it's the devil. Yes. You are actually fighting demons. Yes. You are actually fighting with real. If you could see, you see like different shapes. Sitting there, talking, speaking, opposing, fighting, accusing. Words. No one can say these things except by the spirit. A spirit will make you say, you can't say it unless that spirit. And that is why you hear certain things and you see things are going. Certain thoughts will never come unless it's a spirit working. Never. Never, never. So when Hitler said, the problem is the Jews, it was a demon speaking. Yes, it was a demon. He could never have said those words unless that spirit. And it possessed him. But when you see him, he looked like an old grandfather. If you watch the films of Hitler, you see him with his dog and his girlfriend, Eva Brown. He looks like an old grandfather who is just trying to rule. But his demons have taken over. They are speaking. I've heard it hundreds of times. Hundreds. Me, Ducky Ward Mills, I've heard demons talking to me hundreds of times. Two people. Countless. Oh, yes. It's not all my stories I say. So your victory comes in being like Jesus and saying, no, Satan, shut up. Don't don't say that. It's wrong. You know, one day I watch a film. You can leave if you want. I'm just speaking. I watch a film. You know, I've always been a bit ashamed to say that God speaks to me when I watch films. Till two weeks ago, I was reading Rick Joyner's book called The Path. And he said, God will speak to me through a movie. He said, God will speak to me through somebody or through a movie or through something that I see. He said, and he, he quoted, he said that, my sheep hear my voice. You will always be hearing his voice. 
There are some words which ring in my heart. I watch a, I watch a film and normally I don't watch those films, but this one I just, I don't know why, I just stopped there. Like Ranhard Bonke said, when he came from Bible school, he arrived in London from the Bible school in the morning, about 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. And he planned his, his train to Germany was at midnight. So he said uh, he has never seen London before, so he's going to go around. So he hired a bus, he buy a ticket and you can go around. He had just enough money for that. So the bus went round, 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 round. And then he said, I'm tired. Let me come down now and stretch my legs. When he came out, a city of 10 million people. Think of the odds. A city of 10 million people. He came out of the bus. Ah. Here are some houses and you look at the house. George Jeffries. The greatest evangelist of England in his time. And he knocked. And a woman came. He said the woman was as big as the door. The woman filled the door. And he asked, is this the house of George? She said, yes. Can I see him? No. then suddenly he heard a voice let the young man come in and when he came in he was an old man he said he started to talk I feel so afraid about you I guess you are, you are this I wonder what he said was talking I said kneel down Prayed for him, blessed him. Prayed mightily. We are talking about chance. 10 million people, a city of 10 million. He walked out of the door. His train was at midnight, you know, from London to Germany. So he took the train at midnight from Victoria Station. When he arrived, his father came to meet him. And his father said, I received a telegram today. Have you know George Jeffries, the famous evangelist? He has just died this morning. After praying for you yesterday. I mean, he didn't know. He didn't know. His father, they had no idea. Not a chance. I don't know how I got into this story. I was watching a movie. Thousands of movies. And I saw this one. And there was this girl and her boyfriend and she killed her mother and her father. But she made her boyfriend do it. So they put her in prison and they put the boyfriend to it. They caught her the same day. She was just a fool. So they caught her that same day. They put her in prison. And, and she said, they gave me more sense, but I didn't kill my mother. It is my boyfriend who killed my mother. She was wearing an orange shirt. Of all the movies I watch. And then she said, I don't see why I should get the sentence I got. I said, why? She said, because my boyfriend should have known better than to listen to me. My boyfriend should have known better than to listen to me. You see, there are things you must know a demon is speaking. Somebody is telling you to go and kill your mother. 
you should have known better. You know, those words have stayed with me. You should have known better. You should have known better. You should have known better than to listen to certain things. It's been about five years since I heard that. Yeah, and it rings with me. When you hear things, you should know better. This is a demon speaking. You should know better. You should have known better than to follow something like this. Rise up, my friend. I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying. You should have known better. Don't be ashamed if God spoke to you through a movie. <laughs> Are you happy to have the first lab church? You don't know how the first lab church came about. When I tell you the book that I was reading, and I saw in it, not it was not a Christian book. A phrase. I felt God spoke to me at that moment. Yes. You were there, but you didn't know what was happening. (laughs) It was happening all around you. Yes. I heard a voice. I saw Exercise your authority. Exercise your authority. Exercise your authority. Use it. Use the power that you have. Yes. So I'm I'm, I'm talking to you to be sensitive to the spirit. That's how we are here. He that doeth the will of God abideth. You, you keep increasing, increasing. But when you when you move out away from the will of God, you start. You become like the world, the princes. It's finished. Nothing left. <laughs> you know what I'm doing now. Since eleven thirty in the morning, I've been walking up and down in front here. <laughs> Yes. And you are still here. Hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep they hear. You are your 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 ears are opened Amen. from today. You're going home with open ears. Amen. And that's why I'm recommending you some messages. Yeah, last week, the week before, the week before, faith. Listen to it ten times over. Yes. That's what makes you different. Have faith. Believe in a lot of things. The more things you believe, the more. Oh, yes. What do you think? Yes. Will you hear him? Keep following him closely. He'll keep taking you only higher. There's only one way. Brighter. Okay? Brighter. Come. Kneel down. And brighter. Thanks for brighter, Lord. Brighter and brighter. Thank you. Brighter and brighter. 
Jesus' name. Calvin's come to me. Kneel down here. Thanks for brighter and brighter. To the to the day that the sun is everywhere. So the sun is everywhere. There's no darkness at all. Brighter and brighter. Let it be, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, come to me. Michael. Brighter and brighter. It started as a small thing, but it will become brighter and brighter until the full day. And there will be no darkness at all. There will even be heat. There will be no shadows. There will be no darkness. It will be brighter and brighter and brighter to the full day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You are going out of this place to a mysterious increase that will baffle all your former friends, all those who follow you on Facebook, and all those who knew you in secondary school, and all those who were your dormitory mates. They are going to be surprised at the blessing of the Lord. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped boat neck sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.